Hi, I'm good. How are you? Very well. So I'm not the Chantal that shared the last Sunday. She had shared about her daughter. I'm, I'm not the same Chantal. When she shared, I, I wanted to share. I wasn't sure if it was okay or so I, I, I let it go. And then I remember you had said that sometimes the, the questions are just like from the ego and you just wait and then they'll just resolve themselves or go something like that. That's what I understood. But there's something that keeps coming back for me. And um, it's something about cities, you know, city, like occult cities. Like, how do you say it? Cities? Yeah. yeah. So um, I have uh, some some concerns with that um, myself, but it's not something that I sought in this lifetime or that I went after, like I was just born with these things around me. And it's been that very difficult, isolating. And, um, you know, it's something that I'm trying to move away from, but it's there. And, um, and as I've listened to a lot of your, you know, I listen to you on video, and um, I hear when you talk about it, you know, that and uh, Ramana Maharshi has said also that it's not something that you really want. It's not necessary. It's not an advantage or anything like that. And it's sometimes a disadvantage. And that's what I'm finding. But I don't know how to, uh, to channel that. So just treat it as a thought and just um, like just to ignore it. Like just not, not pay attention to it. And that's what I've been doing. Uh, but it's a bit, I'm, I'm still seeking about that. I'm still... Um, uncomfortable with that right it's very very isolating like you don't relate to people very often can you explain me uh, because a bit more the, in detail what do you mean by siddhi or occult power can you explain siddhi, well when i was um since i was little you know like seeing energy uh, being able to go places uh, when i was young you know i would be like um like out of body, uh, seeing things that were frightening, trying to explain to my parents. My parents had no, no idea about such things. It was just relief. Nobody around me knew. Uh, you know, like things uh, you talk with people, getting the chills, seeing something, getting an insight about something about them. Um, transferring energy, like being able to uh, throw energy, like, like uh, like if you throw a stone, but instead of throwing a stone, like you can actually throw symbol or energy, like things like that. So I think an ability to do that, like really young, but not not having any explanations about what it was and not really wanting that, like it's not something that I want. And, uh, but it's caused me some, some concerns. It's really hard to verbalize because I don't want to talk about it. But um, you said this all was happening in young days and you had no very young. Like I hear people when I try to relate to people like yeah. if I try to relate to people that say, oh, I developed these. It wasn't developed. I never asked for it. It just mm -hmm. happened really, really early. It was so bad that my teenage brothers used to call my, my bedroom the voodoo room. Mm -hmm. and so what is the issue now? If we can cut short this story. Can you tell me yeah. what is the issue now? What is the problem now? The issue is like how to uh, channel that, like how to treat that when it when it comes about. 
So it's just you treat it as a part of your, your mind. It's just part of the mind. It's the same. It's no different, right? It doesn't. It's not real. It's it's imagination. It's what is that? I'm just curious. What what would Ramana say about that? He would just say, like from what I've read, he'd say it doesn't matter, right? It's just not something that. It's no big deal. That's what he would say. Just live with it and just ignore it, right? Basically. Look, the simple thing is everyone has a Siddhi. Everyone has power. Yeah. Everyone, not even one single person on this earth is without Siddhi. What, okay. is, what do you mean by Siddhi? Like this is also Siddhi. Some people are accomplished musicians, some are artists, some are painters, okay. some are vocalists. Okay. This all is right. Siddhi, you know. Some people are born. This is a gift born. Some people can't sing and some people are so melodious even without training. So all these are, so you can call them powers, but, but it is the same thing. Some people have more extra senses power of things and you can call it Siddhi. But if we have no attachment to or we don't take pride in any of these things, we can be humble. And we can be fine and that's all it's not a big deal but if we take it as something of our resume that look i have got it then even a small siddhi small knowledge can be dangerous for us if we take it to our ego but if we can do an astral travel we can read minds all these things but we don't nurture our ego by those powers, then there's no issue. Issue is only how you take things in your life. If you take anything with the boosting of your ego, then it is an issue. So it is not at all an issue unless you understand that it is just an extension of your other powers of your mind. You know, It's not a big deal at all. And sometimes we we take pride in these to demonstrate it and we can be very popular and then we can attract a lot of people around us. But at the end of the day, are you happy? Are you contented? Are you with your ego or without ego? So in that sense, it is dangerous and an obstacle if it is boosting your ego. It is giving you pride. I have to tell you one thing, there are a lot of sadhus and sages who have a lot of siddhis and they never discuss, they never tell and sometimes even when you see things happening around them because of those powers, they deny that they are doing anything. Same thing was with Bhagwan. so many things happened in presence of Bhagwan, but he he, he never ever actually put down or boasted about them or even talked about them. Rather, I would say he so many times denied it or he just kept quiet. So my suggestion is it's not a big deal. It's not even a deal. Why should we talk about it? Because the, the, talking about these things that means we have some interest in it and it is taking us from the path of just simple living of 
presence, you know. And, and same thing I'll tell you about life. In life, we all have success and failures. And successes, we all want success. And success actually boosts our ego in a way. But success and failure, if we just witness as it comes and goes, then there's nothing else to be done. So I don't think one, one should uh, be even bothered about any of these powers. Everyone has a power. Jennifer Noll wish to ask a couple of questions. Yes, go ahead. Jennifer. Can you unmute yourself? Oh, there we go. Yeah, it was saying that um, the host need to, needed to unmute me. So there's a sign that came up. Um, okay, so I, I was just wondering, um, so it like, okay, so how do I say this? So when I'm um, trying to stay as a witness, like throughout the day, um, I'm noticing that like, or I was just curious about, cause it takes some, like it takes effort in the beginning, right? Like eventually it, it kind of, sometimes it feels effortless and it's supposed to ultimately be effortless. But I was wondering if, um, you know, like sometimes it's a little harder or it seems to be harder. Like if, um, if I'm sleepy or um, like if, you know, like cause like energy shifts, like physical things. So I was wondering if, um, if that means that maybe, and at those times I need to be like, maybe I'm doing it wrong or if I need to be doing something differently to kind of, um, so that it's not as like, instead of being effort, I'm just sort of like observing being sleepy, or do you get what I'm saying? Look, if you're sleepy, then sleep. There's nothing else oh, to be I, done. Yeah, I'm sorry. If you are sleepy, then just sleep. And the, the cycle of sleep and then dream and then waking, you know, you can just do it when you are awake. So when you are sleepy, you, the body needs to sleep. So just sleep. Why to resist that sleep, you know? You don't have um, to witness about, your sleep. You just go. If the sleep is coming, just sleep. Um, well, if there's like physical things that, that are making me feel more distracted than normal, or more like, uh, how do I put it? You know, like sometimes it's harder than other times to like, because in the beginning, does it, am I right in the beginning, it requires effort? Like you're, you're ultimately, it's like effortless, but in the beginning, you're kind of putting in effort, right? 
So what do you mean by physical problems, like physical pain in the body does not allow you to be witness to things? Um, let's see. Like, uh, like say I come home from work and I just feel kind of like, yeah, you know, just like tired from like mentally strained so that like if I'm, you know, like right now it's sort of like feels a little more effortless to just sort of like, like observe myself talking or something, you know, it's like a little, but then like if there's like other times when <clears throat> it feels more like I'm trying to do something, like I'm pushing myself to like do this thing, you know, like it's harder to you know, it would be like doing exercise or something, but it feels like a mental exercise. And I, I know it's not supposed to be like the mind, but like, it feels like I have to like put effort into it instead of it being like, do you get what I'm saying? So when you say you witness, what do you, what do you try to witness? That's what I want to understand from you in your practice. When you're saying you're witnessing, what are you witnessing? What do you understand? What is witnessing and what is acting at ego level? Do you understand the difference between the two? Um, I think I do, you know, like I, it keeps shifting. Like sometimes what seems like ego, like sometimes it like it just kind of experiencing like being like observing whatever um like kind of the flow of attention i haven't got like sometimes like i'm trying to connect with that like kind of silence within like, that you talk about and i've gotten to the point where i can sometimes do that to a degree but like it feels, you know, other times it just feels like I'm trying to do it, like, you know, I'm trying to, and then it, it's less about like, sometimes that connection isn't as strong, but it's more just me trying to remember to like, okay, I feel sad right now. So like, I'm just going to observe sadness or if I'm walking. So I'm just going to observe myself walking. Like, I'm just like, and then I observe myself thinking while walk, you know, like it just sort of, and then like, who is, I just, I just try to like, keep sort of backing up, like who's doing the observing or who's doing the thinking, you know? So like, that's how I've been approaching it. Just like, it's not like one thing, you know? So when we talk about witnessing, the process is coming back from the ego mode, like taking away energy from it. Because what thoughts are? Thoughts are all about body only. This body consciousness that I am the body brings thoughts to us. It's all about talking about your own ego self, doing this, doing that, interaction, likes, dislikes, all this nonsense continuous. Sometimes it makes sense to you. These thoughts, sometimes they don't make any sense to you. But they are constant, constant noise in the head. And I'll tell you this noise in the head is not that it is just 
coming from an external source. We have invested in this noise. Right now, maybe not in the past because of our attractions to things, repulsion to things, our desires, our fear, our conditioning in our life, the way we have moved. This all has created all this. Witnessing is now you are finding that stillness within you and that movement, that noise, you are not giving energy to it. When you don't give your energy to it, energy means your own interest in it. That is what witnessing is. It's not any paranoid way of observing thoughts all the time and actions of the body and, and the movements of the body or emotions coming. Yes, all these come and you can observe. But that is not what the intention is to keep observing like a paranoid and uh, watching the hand is moving, now my hand is moving, now I'm thinking, now my thoughts I'm watching. It is, I think, this is what a lot of people do and then it becomes so tiring because how long can you be like this, watching what? So it is then actually what it becomes is that ego mode only, that mind only makes you as a witness and then watching itself. It's all within the domain of that. But we have some beautiful presence in which everything unfolding is just observed. But it is not any strong witnessing deliberately to watch everything. Because if you are just in a pure presence, things, whatever unfolding, body sensations, bodies tired, feeling sleepy, everything will happen with the body. But you, the one who is witnessing, will have no interest in these things, but not even disinterest. So whatever happening is accepting as it is. Everything unfolds, you know, sun rises, sun sets, things change, situations change, feelings change. Sometimes we have more energy, sometimes less energy. The questions of that I am not able to do, this all is coming from that mind only. And it can be very tiring the way you are describing me because there is no need to be that strong in that holding on all the time. We don't have to hold on to anything. We just have to release our grip from that doership mode. More you start looking into that stillness in your heart, your mind also settles. Because nobody wants argument, nobody wants stress, nobody wants to prove a point. And that is what the ego is. Ego is like a, one who is always on the go. While that stillness has nothing to prove, nothing to say. It is our pure presence. Once you understand that, then your energy will not go into all the nonsense talk we do with people, gossiping, and sometimes we gossip with our own self, you know, the talk keeps going in the mind. Other times we do it with people. Sometimes people brings gossip to us, you know, the body is suffering, they have a story to tell, they want some 
solace from you or they want to tell you how strong they are in spite of all the situation they are they are still standing tall all this is just noise but in spite of whatever is happening in your own story with others story once you understand this is stillness within you and so it is very important that we all should have some time for solitude in which you are just with your own self even if it is 10 minutes 15 minutes in which you can drop your mobile phone all the talks everything and just be in a quiet room or in a park or somewhere you are just on your own and just be that but it is not possible to be alone because the mind is always there but at least now from here you can contemplate that can i stay with this noisy mind but in my own stillness and when you start recognizing that stillness within you the mind which troubles the mind which takes you into different situations in which you feel entangled that also starts noticing that silence so i i would say rather than we all think that mind will one day mind will be still and then i will know the stillness we are beyond mind we are not the mind and mind is nothing but thoughts and these thoughts will continue incessantly if you have interest in them so how to switch off finding that place in your heart in your solitude and again i have to point here while you are asking me because western mind is always doer and that doership never goes even in spirituality because it says i can do it i can put efforts and i will be that i would say have faith in that power in within you and that faith brings that knowledge outwardly belief is not that strong word faith is the one which does and faith brings grace to us and grace does everything because all what we talk about efforts and witnessing is all at the domain of mind only doership perhaps it is the first step but it cannot get you there you put efforts to be pulled by that grace that's all grace does everything grace of whom grace of that pure self which knows how much you are putting struggle to be that and it has mercy on you in a way and it reveals you your own true self you know if you see all bhagwan devotees they call devotees not students or disciples because they are all looking for that grace kripa mercy and that grace that that happens that knows when it has to happen to person 
there are two aspects to it. One is, have we blocked all the holes through which all this grace is leaving us? Like we are still selfish, egoistic person? Are we only thinking about me, me, me? And this me, me, me has come into spirituality? And then we are boosting our ego in spirituality? Or are we becoming more humane, more humble? Humility is filling us? Or we are more feeling proud of being that? So this inner journey is mystical. And the one who has surrendered completely to the destiny of this body as it will happen will be in perfect peace. Otherwise, all the time these thoughts coming, let me do this, financial issues, disease of the body, disease of the mind, situations around me. Sometimes there is no issue. But the mind will say, I have to maintain this, so I need to do this, this, this. Otherwise, this will happen. Fear of losing what we have gained, materialistic in this life. And because we only know that, even in spirituality, we bring that doership. That I will do, I will put efforts and I will do this and I will do that. I will tell you these efforts are to know that we can't do anything. We do it to get that grace. And when that grace dawns, it does everything to us. So what happens with that faith? Some knowledge dawns on us. Some stability comes to us. And we don't start flickering again as a candle in wind. We become more still, more still. And then situations can be drastic. But you have no association you have no recognition of yourself as body-mind. You just merge in that self, that awareness. This process happens internally. This process also helps in a way from external means like reading a book, attending a satsang, contemplating on your things. That internal comes as external to help you. So feeling of gratitude will help you. Feeling of surrender will help you. The more we are strong with our ego, more we have this doership that I will do it and this is the method and let's do self-inquiry and all. I'll tell you all these methods are only to make you receptive to that grace, nothing else. And so sometimes bhakti mark, path of devotion, is more easier because it starts with surrender. You praise Lord, you become a devotee and that helps to melt away your ego. And with that melting of the ego, the knowledge dawns on you. In path of knowledge also, 
devotion, surrender is very important. You know, people take non-duality as a path of knowledge, path of wisdom by which you know that pure self and you get out of this birth and death cycle. But I don't know, you can check Bhagavan's lifetime. All the people around were, were his devotees, if you see. They were always looking for his grace. I'll give you a very simple example. When a situation arises in life, how much you stay in that contentment rather than jumping and doing something and getting restless and that means there is no faith in that absolute who has planned this life for you. When good things happen, you're okay. When bad things happen, then you don't trust God. Then you come into your mode, driving mode. Now I will take control. This God has no clue. I like him, but I can't trust him. Now I have to do something about it. God is good, but I am better. What is this? We all do this. We don't even wait for the consequences of whatever situation is unfolding. What will be the end result? We just jump out in this doership mode. When we, and we lose all this silence which we were building. It was coming to us. We were opening to it. And then we destroy everything as, you know, the people make those Lego toys or all those things, scramble and put one hand and then just get it finished. It's like sand in a castle. You make something and you, you're destroying yourself. One step up, two step backward. That pure energy, whatever weight comes to you, conserve it. You know, we have to keep it to our heart. Allow it to grow. The moment a situation arises and the situation knows it is like a test, testing ground to us whether we are still in surrender mode or we are still into worship. And it's nothing to do even with action you take with this body in a situation. It is your internal environment, how you take things. Do you take things personally or do you take things as divine planning? This makes a huge difference in your own liberation. When we just start accepting things as they are, then that peace dawns on us. Then our help from these thoughts, from the ego mode, disappears. And then there is harmony in us 
and God or that energy, it becomes one. It is always one. There is no difference between the two. Only thing is we have stepped down from that energy, from that presence. And then what we do is from that ego mode to go that, we have to use sometimes, we say witnessing, well, let's do witnessing. But then who does witnessing? Then the one who is putting efforts is only at ego level we are doing witnessing. That witnessing is not going to give results of that peace, that bliss. That witnessing which is that is effortless and natural state of ours. So these efforts, whatever we do, we should do with humbleness and devotion, with a sense of surrender. If we start witnessing only agitations all the time, that means we are too much attracted to things around us. That's why there is agitation happening. Yes, it will happen because our attachment doesn't go. All of a sudden, we have invested so much. But when you start realizing this truth, when you start feeling that bliss, that peace, by putting these efforts, your faith grows. You know, people talk about God. Some says there is no God. Some, and we read God is everywhere. And a sage says God is everything, God is everywhere. And then we as blind people don't see him anywhere. We only see war and crime and suffering. And then we say God is ruthless. We don't see. Because we have, we are using this glasses colored with our mind. We are looking in a wrong direction. When we bring our energy to the heart, then you don't miss him anywhere. Then your perception is completely different. But if we want to see God and keeping our ego intact, it will never happen. I want to know one person in the world who has known God by efforts. Whether you call it self-inquiry, whether you call it mindfulness, meditation, yoga. No one. All these methods are to get nearer to him so he can open the door of heart and get you in to receive that grace
when a person keep doing putting efforts and whatever he understands with his little knowledge reading books attending things and at some stage he thinks i am helpless god you save me you take me i have no clue and then it happens it's not that he is merciless he wants you to be like that but understand this duality we have created we have the world this whole world is made up of only worldly people achievers who have achieved things by efforts and the whole world then praises these people that yes with efforts you have achieved and so we think we will achieve god only by those same way i'll tell you again to know god is to be god there is no other way to be self is to be that only nothing else it is not an entity it is not a form it's not an object which you can touch and you can say yes now i know it it is you you know the spider it emits spreads web it's not outside it comes from inside and then spider gets entangled in it exactly the same way mind is projecting from within creating all this situation things beings as a person as a body and other bodies exactly the way it happened last night with you in a dream which you thought was real and there are real people and then you were separate same thing is happening now so recede from it thoughts coming and going situations changing people coming in your life objects gaining losing understand who are you the moment you put this question deeply who am i it takes you to that silence that peace within you once you recede completely and you stay without mind you know the truth sun shines from inside and then the illusion appears as moon appears when the sun is shining you know early morning sometimes moon is still there but sun is bright then the effect of moon is nothing 
when the sun of yourself shines, then this mind, which is now like a moon in daylight, has no effect. Now it cannot scare you. You have receded from that. Now you don't need any method. And only grace can bring you here. And understand meaning of grace. Grace is that self. which reveals itself to you when you stop functioning from that ego mode. So this much effort you need to put. Stop functioning from that selfish ego mode. If you stop functioning there, that that energy will pull you because you are not doing anything at that level. And there are not you two, one the one actor which was behaving, acting, doing, achieving, suffering, is not interested in that role playing, then the role disappears. Because we have given energy in the past for our desires. So thoughts are coming. And I trust you that you have you are not giving any more energy to anything. You just wants to get rid of what previous desires have given momentum and thoughts are coming. Just be, have some tolerance to these thoughts now and they will soon disappear. Have faith. If that God has brought you up to this level of understanding, then it will make sure that you abide in that pure self. Trust this silence more than any technique. If you ask me what was Bhagwan's method, Bhagwan's method was silence and grace.
method of self inquiry was for for a bit dumb people people came to bhagwan they said and they left they never talked to bhagwan and they got what they wanted and they left and nobody knows them they must with that absolute it is so easy so simple we our mind our ego makes it so difficult you know bhagwan's one of the devotees of bhagwan was sadhu om so sadhu om came to bhagwan during last years of his life last 5 years he stayed with bhagwan he was a self realized so someone asked him how come that you got realization within 5 years he said i am also wondering that i am so full of shame why it took me 5 years when it could have taken only 5 seconds that means i was not that mature that good devotee a good student it took me 5 years while the questioner was asking the other way for the questioner 5 years is nothing but for an ardent seeker 5 years is too much i met a person who told me with proud that he goes to vipassana he is going for last 20 years every year for 10 days actually i was shocked that if for 20 years you couldn't change going to vipassana 10 days staying in silence there's something wrong in your practice because if you have decided to dissolve then what is stopping you either you are a hypocrite you just pretend that you are dissolving but you have so much at stake you don't want to give up your mental positions you are just pretending and this pretending can continue for millions of years nothing will happen like a stone if you have a heart feel that melting don't be rigid have some devotion have some faith because that self that god is within every human being i know some people they write to me personally please don't use this word god so much of ego using the word god is for them is like something some higher power they don't want to accept it 
and they love the word self because that nurtures their ego. They think their ego is that self. What a foolishness. If you ask me, I don't like this word self because people take this self as their ego. That small self from which we operate, that is only ego. And to differentiate from that pure self, I believe the best term is God. What else is there? Where then you will fit this term God to? In this whole scheme of things, where would you put this word God? Because there is nothing else. If you put this God in somewhere middle, that means you are bigger than God. From that ego self, you are going to self and God is somewhere in middle. So you want to keep him some, somewhere lower than you. You can use any term what you want in your life. I don't care. But keep that self at the highest pedestal. Love it and be that. No price is a heavy price to know that. If you think this life is so precious and I don't want to lose this and these are my friends and this is my job, you will be dust in 100 years. This is the time to awaken, not when you are dust. And I'm saying 100 years because that's the max most of the people a person can live. But you can die next moment, who knows? We have already wasted our life in so many things. Unless there is an urgency within to know the self, it's not going to happen. Lukewarm approach doesn't work here. It is all or none. That is why it is called as non-duality. Because there is only one, nothing else. If ego can find God or self, then it is duality. It never happens. It can never happen. And if it has happened in someone's case, then that person is a big fraud. He is fooling himself and others. Whatever practice you do, whatever you do in life, Try to get that grace of God within you. He is the witness. He is the pure witness. None other than you. 
we all know we praise god we praise lord we know his qualities imbibe those qualities they are your qualities when you praise lord you are praising yourself your pure self untainted uninvolved eternal don't make that god so small that you will use a technique and you will get it and then you can say i have achieved it please don't make it so small then we are making it as a commodity there is a silence in our heart which is speaking to us all the time in waking in dream in sleep in interaction with the world when we are alone but we keep paying attention to our thoughts and the world around us if this is an effort then put this effort to bring your attention to the silence within blissful silence this pure silence is the essence of self in all of us Oh, Shanti, Shanti.